Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Colby Allen, and joining me is Miss Adele and Becky. Hello. So nice to see you again. Good afternoon. Yeah, Happy good, to be here. Yeah, good to be here today. So good afternoon, good morning, or good night. Was that from The Truman Show? Yeah, yes, The Truman Show. The Truman Show. Another podcast. Which <laughs> depends when you're topic. listening. It could be morning, could be evening. Yeah, yeah. whenever you're listening. Relevant to our topic today, where we talk about freedom, mm. mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. particular, freedom to love. We've mentioned different topics today, like gift of self, making a self, making a gift of ourselves to others, love and responsibility. But in particular, we've talked about freedom a little bit here and there, but never in depth. Yeah. So I think today that's kind of our main goal. What do you so, think? So the show today is about freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's Spotlight what we're doing. Spotlight on freedom. Spotlight yeah. on freedom. Okay. <laughs> so I think we, we all want to be free. The concept or the, the idea of it is something that's important to everybody. Uh, we all have an innate sense of what is right um, that we have to be free as humans yeah god created mm-hmm. us with free will people say that but oftentimes do we really think about what that means you know what is the purpose of freedom uh, i think today we're going to hopefully dive into a couple of those so yeah. our main first discussion question what is freedom what is freedom you want to know from a theological dictionary go for it okay <laughs> all right then uh according to the theological dictionary that i happen to have on my bookshelf um Freedom is the power of self-determination of our own actions. Okay. There, there may be other definitions of freedom, and other people may be thinking, as you said, Kobe, um, you know, maybe it means different things to different people. You know what I mean? So, but this is the theological, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and we, you know, we talk theology of the body, so theological definition is the power of self-determination of our own actions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was uh, kind of looking up uh, the freedom uh, definition of freedom in um, memory and identity. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of one of the last, his, his one last of the last things, uh, uh, writings. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with uh, JP two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and uh, the way that he defined it was um, was that you know it is it is um, a task assigned to man, and that it is um, there is no freedom without truth. So that was a lot of. I mean, he was. Of course, he. What was do you mean by task? Like a job, like unload the dishwasher? Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, not something that's you know like unloading the dishwasher, but in a way, something that we have uh, as we pursue working out freedom in our lives. We have the opportunity to grow as a person as we mm-hmm. learn what it truly is and what it really is for, right? And that is freedom is for the good. Freedom is for the good, uh, for the truth about the good. He says that often. So, he, you know, I'm, I read a couple of pages to find out how he defines freedom. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, uh-huh. he's, so yeah, freedom so. doesn't mean I can go do what any, anything I want to do anytime and I want to do it? I thought that's... 
No? That's, that's not it? That's most people's common understanding. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. what I want with who I want, when I want, when I want. where I want. That's the new so, American dream. And no right? one's going to tell me anything different, right? <laughs> but wait a minute. Yeah. So Becky's telling us it's a task. It's oh, a task. okay. According yeah. to St. John Paul. Okay. And yeah, according to his definition. According what to he's, he's How he's defining it. Because he, he really he poses the question, what is freedom? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, it's it's... He go, he starts with uh, the classical definition from Aristotle about it's it's a property of the will which is realized through truth and then he goes on to say it is a task assigned to man to be accomplished um, there and there is no freedom without truth. I would definitely go with that. I mean, yeah. at, at, as I have grown older, I have come to understand that that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so yeah. it's interesting to say a task we have to accomplish to do in truth so as I'm maybe thinking through it just food for thought so it's opportunity to do something yes it's usually people think of freedom as I get to do what I want with who I want where I want mm-hmm. and so yeah we have the, f- the power the autonomy the self-determination as you mm-hmm. said Adele mm-hmm. to do something but it's something almost that we're being asked to do like what what good is an opportunity if we're not doing something with it in a way right and then we talk about i said the value of freedom uh you know we because we have that self-determination our choices probably do have a lot of value and a lot of weight into what we do with them yes mm-hmm. so that yeah. mean when they say in, was it spider-man or in some of the, the comic books <laughs> with great freedom comes no great power sorry great power comes great responsibility yeah we yes. could also say with great freedom probably comes great responsibility yes yes hmm. I would Indeed. go with that. I would absolutely agree with that. And yes. when we work out those choices, right, we we are either expanding our freedom or limiting our freedom, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what we're going to break Or we might be deceiving ourselves that we are free to do this or that, back to that same idea of, you know, the popular understanding of freedom, um, whereas, in fact, we might that might not really be free. We, we might be slaves to something without hmm. recognizing that. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something, which yeah, is probably a good true. way to to maybe reflect on you know why would we be talking about freedom mm-hmm. in Handbook for Humanity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how important is that in in our human experience? Right, I think it's very very intimately related to a lot of things we've already talked about. So again, we said gift of self, we said love and responsibility. You know, we have such a great task. You know, in the things we do with our choices and our actions. Yeah. Um. So our our actions in a way have consequence we've said that right and we talk Mm -hmm. about you know how we uh, interact with others shapes their own experiences and their own perceptions and their own expectations on the rest of the world yeah and so we have the freedom to impart again positive or negative experiences on other people Mm -hmm. very frequently yeah every day if not multiple times Mm -hmm. per day and so how important is it for us to to again to ask the question what is freedom and, and how how am i called to live yeah it's interesting you went uh, back to love and responsibility because in love and responsibility he defines it as freedom exists for the sake of love hmm. right did we say that in that last podcast i don't know if we did even if we did i think it still means a lot now yeah because if i forgot <laughs> i'm sure plug it in yeah. hey y'all go back and listen <laughs> yeah. and if it did if we didn't yeah. say it then we're saying it now yeah. but it's part of that mm-hmm. program and it, it, but it all, it's all it's intertwined. All, that's exactly it. It, it yeah. all goes together. Can't, mm-hmm. you know, basically can't have one without the other. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So maybe kind of to that, you know, we've talked about tasks. We've talked about responsibility. One of our next discussion questions is, you know, does freedom have boundaries? 
Mm-hmm. Or what may be the purpose of having boundaries whenever we think of freedom? I have boundaries, my, my own boundaries, or are boundaries imposed by humanity, natural law? I think God. just just the idea of boundaries existing next to freedom, because like we've said, you know, the the common understanding is I have free will. Do anything you want to do. Yeah. I do. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Yes. I live in America, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freedom. You know, it's what is what is the purpose of having boundaries possibly in a relationship when we're free to do what we want? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that would come in with the you know. We're free to choose the good and the free to um, free to love. I have yes. one one example. Maybe I can toss out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dear friend of ours, brother Cassian. Ah, yes. Years and years ago, so uh, we both were in music ministry. Well, for he's Father Cassian. Father Cassian. Yes. Yes. He sorry, was, I'm he a was behind. ordained in Pentecost of twenty twenty one. Oh, nice. I think. Yeah. And I heard he was in town too recently, and I didn't oh, get to see him. Oh, I didn't get to see him either. Oh, oh well. <laughs> anyway, podcast. <laughs> years ago, before he was Father Cassian. Yeah. Uh, we we had a common uh, love of music ministry mm-hmm. with a couple other friends. And one night we were having this really interesting conversation about music and this concept of freedom. And he said, well, if I'm free to do what I want, he's like, it's almost like in music where I can, I can go on a solo, even, you know, within the context of the melody, I can go on a solo with my guitar or the piano. I can do what I want and it still sounds good, right? Like, I don't have to stick with the music that's on the script per se mm-hmm. or on the sheet or on the page. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, however, even within music, you play within a key. There are defined boundaries uh-huh. within the key that you're playing mm-hmm. that determines whether or not it's really going to sound good or fit with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, jazz music might be the exception because they do a lot of crazy things. But yeah. typically when you have, you know, say you're playing in the key of A, if you don't stick within those notes or those progressions or melodies within that, it's going to sound bad. Okay. <laughs> it would be like I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> so. yeah. I don't have a, I mean, I have rhythm, but I don't have any musical uh, ability. Right. Okay. But, but it was an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Because when somebody writes a song, usually there's a, a prescribed Key, key mm-hmm. and melody that they put to those words. Yes. And that sounds good, catches your attention, becomes yeah. very memorable. Possibly you, you know, love that song. You can sing it and memorize it and then recall it. But you can tell if you're musically inclined pretty easily when someone hits a wrong note. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or sings a wrong note. Mm-hmm. Right. You kind of cringe a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, a, again, there's like that innate understanding of, well, yeah, like there's the melody, there's a lot of freedom in there, but if you bound outside of that or go outside of the boundaries, it doesn't fit right. Yeah, I can understand. So is that why we need boundaries? Yes, that's like an example of why we need boundaries in, in freedom. Yeah. A very simple yeah. analogy. So that, Yeah, no, no, I get it. I but get yeah. it, yeah. Well, I can share a little bit about boundaries and freedom for me and just in my own experience of, um, I think one of, the, one of the ways looking back from age 49, you know, to, <laughs> to, um, what freedom, how, what I've learned about freedom over my lifetime, what strikes me most is motherhood. Um, and really, I became a mom at age 19 mm-hmm. um, and became a mom a second time within, you know, like they are only 16 months apart. So very quickly by age 21, I had two, mm-hmm. ta- you know, two children. And I was not a very well-behaved teenager. When I became an adolescent, I wanted my freedom. And I fought for my freedom and I, I fought for it by being, you know, 
not so well behaved and getting caught having a lot of my parents were good parents I was grounded a lot but you know like I really was all about wanting to be grown up and making my own decisions and you know being able to to do things that were very adult like that I was not ready for you know um and then finding myself as a mom at age 19 all of a sudden there were boundaries mm-hmm very quickly big ones around my life (laughs) and um and that um you know at first i i felt like my life was over you know but once that baby was born my life expanded in a way i'd never thought possible Mm -hmm. and when the second child was born you know with one you know you still you have the help of mama you can still get a lot of fun things in blah 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 you know all of this but when you have two and I remember thinking before, um, before my second daughter was born, like looking at the first one because my heart had expanded in a way I didn't know was possible. I didn't know I had the capacity for the freedom that I felt in all of that, and wondering how in the world will I ever love this next child and not take away from the love of this one, or what can I possibly? How can I possibly love this next child like I love this one? It just feels impossible because it's so big. But then having that second child and my freedom to love expanded exponentially. <laughs> you know, like it was a mystery. I don't. I, I, mystery, mystery, mystery. Yeah, That's it. I don't. I don't know how how anyone who experiences that cannot believe in mystery because there was absolutely not that capacity in my heart. You know, um, that came to be within from age 18 to 21 <laughs> you know it was a yeah. exponential growth so for me those boundaries that were uh you really con- really consequences of my own behavior things i chose uh-huh. yeah. um actually freed me more and i was seeking freedom all those years of my teenage years thinking that i was going to be this big grown-up person and being a grown-up person was a whole nother experience mm-hmm. for me wow. but it was freeing it was more freeing you know i didn't feel the tension that I did of, of, of racing to try to be this grown-up and do these grown-up things because I was experiencing something so real and authentic in the love, you know, being in the role of a mom. I had a thought uh, about, um, you know, the boundaries and, and all of that that we're talking about. And what occurred to me was um, St. John Paul's quote. Um, I believe it comes. Um, I believe it comes from either the God. No, uh, Splendor of Truth. I believe. I believe. I'm not positive. When we normalize our fallen behavior, that would be that freedom to do whatever you want to go do. Okay. When we normalize our fallen behavior, normalize. Everybody's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. One more time. When we normalize our fallen behavior, we will never become who God intended us to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to me, the boundaries, you know, it, uh, the boundaries for me for freedom is that we are pursuing good. We we're made in the image of God. We want to we want to portray this image. We want to be that image that He created us to be. Sooner or later, we want to do that. Hopefully. Yeah. If we want to find true happiness, mm-hmm. ah, there's the key. There's the key. You want to be happy. Oh, okay. Well, you want to be happy, but you want to be free. Wait a minute. Those kind of go together. But the truth is what is 
wrapped up in there. You have to pursue freedom in truth to be happy. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I have for that one. Choosing freedom in truth. So we've said that over and over again. And maybe I can think about it in this way. It's interesting to say that a few times, I mean, I'll mention my personal addiction that I've struggled with in the past. Like we've all had things that we struggle with or deal with. Um, I mean, the word addiction, it's acting without thinking or acting without talking something through. So it's, you're just going through this motion because you're stuck in this rut or you're stuck in this pattern without freely choosing it mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's arguments as to whether or not people actually choose the actions they do in that situation. But, uh, but you're, you're in a pattern without really thinking. Uh-huh. Or, or voluntarily exercising your freedom and your self-autonomy, your self-determination to do something. You are at the mercy of a substance, of another person, mm-hmm. something outside of you that you just can't break free from. Love, however, when we talk about freedom, so the word freedom, again, I think there's this contradictory understanding of it. When you look at the, the root of the word, free is at its root, meaning personal security, personal autonomy. It's like you own yourself. Mm-hmm. However, the second part of that word, D-O-M, dom, is the root to talk about lordship, domination, a dominion. Mm-hmm. So the word itself, again, people don't associate, but mm-hmm. free by itself is self-autonomy, but freedom is I'm using my autonomy to give myself to something good. Uh, mm-hmm. I am voluntarily binding myself to something. Mm-hmm. And so in scripture, there's a couple references. Uh, I mean, I'll share, don't really show that often, but I have a tattoo on my arm. Um, people that are familiar maybe with St. Louis de Montfort's consecration. Yes. So the imagery that's often used with love, uh, eternal love or, you know, godlike love is binding yourself to something that is good. Yeah. Almost shackling or putting chains mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. to something that is good. So it's, it's that idea of addiction, but you're so... F- you're freely choosing to give yourself something good. And even the scriptures on my arm, it says, then her fetters will become for you a strong protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her cords and her chains become for you a beautiful cord of blue. Yeah. Or in wisdom, I believe, um, you know, it says the man who binds himself to wisdom reaps good fruit. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple of different ways that they talk about that. And so it's, it's giving ourselves to something good. It's exercising that freedom that opportunity costs to to get something so much greater in return. Yeah. So not to use yeah. the, the analogy of investing or money, but you know, we have the the freedom to invest in many different things. Yeah. You can buy mutual funds, you can buy bonds, you mm-hmm. can buy really risky investments. But, you know, you have to choose to do something. Yeah. And it's it's consistent, repetitive, decisive actions over time that really build wealth. Uh-huh. So when you think of family life, right, or when you mm-hmm. think of your spouse or your children or someone else you might have a relationship with, you know, it's that consistent choosing to give of yourself and that task or that opportunity that really brings joy and lifelong relational wealth in a way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought of something All that right. I want to share. Go yes. Ahead. <laughs> Good. I recently attended a wedding, and the first question that the priest asked the couple, have you come here freely? Mm. Mm-hmm. So they made a choice using their freedom, their autonomy, um, to give themselves to each other in this this gift, this binding 
the shackles, the chains, the, you know, whatever, um, but not in that negative, you know, over time or even right now, the beginning with their, their pure young love, uh, it will be those cards of blue, hopefully, you know, um, and over time it will, it will become just cards of gold. Wow. You know the fruit. Yeah. Okay, that was the that was one thing I thought of, and then the other one in that same vein, um, the one who made the big choice in freedom was Jesus. Mm-hmm. I lay down my life freely. Yeah, no one takes it from me. So using everything that we've just been talking about and applying that, and then the fruit and the love and the happiness and the joy, the lifelong you know extended joy of making this choice that Jesus made to lay it all down for us. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't look very good, but the joy that he knew was coming with the souls that would, would love him uh, and be free as, as a response to his gift mm-hmm. of self to us. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. He, he allowed his freedom to be limited for a greater purpose. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. One something we haven't said yet, but what value is your yes if you are not free to say no? Correct. Yes. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if it's a shotgun wedding, right? Right. Right. The mm-hmm. father of the bride yeah. or whomever standing right. behind the groom mm-hmm. with a shotgun to his back and he says yes, is he truly free to make that choice? Correct. Yeah. Or does he have some type of compulsion or some type of pressure right. that's not of himself right yeah mm-hmm. is that going to be a healthy relationship right probably not <laughs> probably mm-hmm. not but yeah so what what valuable or what value is your yes if you can't say no same to like again the addict right? yes if mm-hmm. they can't say no to their next drink or their next their next drug or whatever they're dealing with you know is them continuing to do so and to say yes to that substance valuable or freeing or free yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Back to the garden. So Adam was given a task to till and um, guard. Yeah. The garden mm-hmm. when he was first created. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's what I'm. That's what's coming to my mind right now. And um, the Lord showed him the garden and said, "You are free to eat of all the trees uh, in the garden except, yeah, the one in the center, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You shall not touch or die." you will mm-hmm. die so so adam was free that's the first example i think of freedom so he, he he was allowed to pick and choose any of the you know strawberries oranges bananas whatever he wanted to eat but he could not or he was told not to yet he had the freedom sure. to pick from it god he said there's a tree but i'm telling you not to touch that yeah and uh, so he was free, and he knew. And even when Eve was tempted, she said, oh, no, 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 we're not supposed to touch it. Uh, and then, you know, then the lie happened and all that. And um, so anyway, um, that's what's coming to my mind about mm-hmm. that, the freedom. Original freedom was the freedom to choose to obey God and not to touch the tree. That's, but they blew yeah. it. Yeah. I think perfect segue, too, I think, to the idea of, and it was, it was pretty fun to do this at retreats. Whenever we talk about the again the value of a yes relative to not to being able to say no, so constantly and quite often, and the most common thing that we might encounter is people oftentimes don't respect the church or even our Lord in the Scriptures when it comes to commandments or rules mm-hmm. or things that we are told not to do. Mm-hmm. So Adam said, "Don't eat this fruit." 
Mm-hmm. And instead of focusing on all the beautiful things that were at his fingertips, it's the focus of that one thing that I can't have. Oh my gosh, the analogy. My, my son, right? Oh, <laughs> He's 15 months now. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's like there's this, this thing in his brain that's just, what's the one thing in the room that mom and dad don't want me to have? And I'm going to zero in on that one thing. I'm going for it. Yeah. And when we put that out of his reach, what's the second thing that mom and dad don't want me to have? And it's just like this laser being focused <laughs> of, I want what I can't have. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about either commandments or rules or guides that were offered in terms of morality or anything else, mm-hmm. it's what we're always so focused on. What can I do? Why can't I do that? But when you, when you look at it from the inverse of what you should do, what you can do, I used to always ask teenagers, right? How many of you want to grow up and you think you feel called to marriage? You know, a lot of them would raise their hand. Okay, well, how many of you would agree that for you to have a healthy relationship, you should do things that are encouraging of your healthy relationship? All them raise their hands. How many of you want a happy, healthy, fruitful relationship? Everybody, everybody, you know, it's not hard to say yes to those things because they're all good things. Now do it. Okay, well, do you also realize by saying yes to those questions, you are also agreeing to ABC within the church's guidelines and teachings on marriage, Mm -hmm. sexuality, and all these other things. In order for you to have those healthy and happy relationships, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that there are things outside of that that are detrimental to that being a happy and healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Would you have a healthy relationship if you continually had very close and intimate friendships with people of the opposite sex, you know, of you and with your spouse? So it's, it's this weird thing, like people are like, oh yeah, like cheating's bad or, you know, this is bad, but it's never in the, con- it's always in the context of this is bad, I shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on what I should be investing myself into. Mm-hmm. Because when I am focused on those things, nothing else right. quite matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way. So it's just- Wait, that, b- and back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. No, we, we, we can't touch that tree. He said not to. Oh, you will not die. You, you'll be like God. Oh, that's a nice concept. I'll be like God. Yeah, yeah maybe I want to do that. No, you can't have that. He's God, you're not, but here we go. You know, and so, you know, where does that come from? It's like your child, he wants, you know, the one thing that he can't have. Yeah. Go back to the garden. Yeah. It all, it all started over there. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. Like, I mean, I can see the frustration that my son has, like, when I, I take something out of his reach. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, no, Dad, I want that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's almost painful in a way because I want to give him certain things because they're good, in a way, but also at his age, those things aren't safe for him. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're not healthy for him at this time. He's not prepared to have them at that time. Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Food for thought. It is good food for thought. For Pun sure. intended with the fruit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe one more question before we kind of wrap up. You know, how does living out the definition of love as willing the good of another shape how we understand to live out freedom? Which I think we kind of already answered yeah, in a way. I think mm-hmm. we kind of touched on that. I'd like to talk about um, some people who were free and who made certain choices as I was pondering the, the topic today. And I'd like to just share these just out of the blue. Um, I've been referring back to the garden. And, um, yes, we know that Adam and Eve were free. 
and we know what they did and with their freedom, okay? But prior to them, Lucifer was free in the heavens. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was given some sort of a choice to serve or, or not, or, or maybe he was free to choose to agree to serve, and he chose not to, along with his minions, and then the battle with St. Michael, and yeah. Michael threw him out. This is in Revelations chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Threw him down way, prowls mm -hmm. the earth looking for souls to devour, yeah. Okay, so Lucifer was free, and the angels with him were free. Some chose to s serve God, yeah. and some chose not to. So there's freedom again with mm -hmm. choices and consequences. Yeah, Those are consequences. Adam and Eve were free. Uh, they chose. There was a consequence. The good consequence was that they would not die if they would obey. Mm -hmm. They would live forever uh, in the in that beautiful garden uh, according to God's original plan. But uh, they chose not to obey. So with their freedom. But another big choice, a free person, was Mary, mm -hmm. the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was also free. Mm -hmm. to choose when the angel Gabriel came and nothing was going to happen until she gave her answer but this was God's plan yeah okay and she said I'm the handmaid of the Lord mm -hmm. you know let it be done to mm -hmm. me according to your word the fiat yeah. and her freedom to say yes to God's plan for her and humanity uh, everything look at those consequences her yes sure. brought forth the savior of the world. Yeah. You know, so so these are examples of of people who use their freedom or creatures uh to who were given the choice, given the ability to to use freedom. Yeah. And God said, "Okay, whatever you choose, that's your business, you know." Yeah. Well, we'll we can roll with that. And um and then the love the yeah. love and the joy. Yeah, it goes back to um, yeah. like she she freely accepted um, surrendering her her yes and just going back to that thing about freedom and are there boundaries? Well, automatically there were boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, for her mm -hmm. that she said yes to in that with that complete free freedom, which she maybe was aware or was not aware of, but that played itself out. Um, in order for her to continue to make that free gift, which mm -hmm. she continually chose. Yes, yes. Continually over chose over, over and over, and over mm -hmm. that yes, and it, yes. And it really was a free choice because mm -hmm. a lot of people think like, oh, well, the Blessed Virgin or, or Christ, like, you know, they were without sin because they were, you know, part of God's divine plan and he just, he made it happen that way. I can't remember where it's from. I remember reading one time a theologian speaking about how, like, when she was given, you know, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. The, the trepidation in heaven. They were all on edge. Like yeah, holding holding their breath. They were waiting. The yes, <laughs> for her to respond. Yeah. So again, like what Becky said in the beginning, right? It's that that task or offering that opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was a real opportunity, and had she not said yes, human history would be quite different. Mm -hmm. There would still be a plan of salvation, and you know, mm -hmm. likely Christ would still save us. But it would be different. It would be. Human history Thank is you, Mary. human yeah. history is Thank built you, upon Mary. how we exercise our freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is insane to think about. Mm -hmm. um, choices. Yeah, one after the other after the other. Well, your choices. This is what builds the world. What yeah. builds, you know, history and and all, look at all the 
decisions and choices people have made that have affected us. That's another thing. My freedom may very well uh, affect you. It probably will in some you know positive or negative way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I need to think about that too. If my decision is you know I want to do this and I'm free to do that and there's there's no you know boundary that I can't do that. But if it affects another person in a negative way, maybe I want to mm-hmm. think about that in love uh, for that other person. Maybe I need to reconsider. Yeah. That's true. Check I, it. Yeah. I did overlook that's actually one of our discussion questions. Oh, you know, is that it? How okay. does what happens when my freedom restricts freedom of another person? Oh, there you go. So there's a discussion question. I don't know if we have quite enough time. We might be able to have another conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but we did talk about, I think, that, you know, the ripples in the pond, yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rock we choose to throw in the pond, mm-hmm. or where in the pond, mm-hmm. does have effect on yeah. how those ripples go out. True. Um, yeah, so I guess as we go to wrap up, Becky, you had mentioned earlier you have a quote from uh, Victor Frankl. Oh, yeah. About something that was yeah. a little yeah. amusing, but yeah. also kind of profound. Would you want to It close is. With that? And I mean, to know who Victor Frankl is, real quick, he was a Holocaust survivor. Um, he suffered um, the loss of his wife, experienced forced abortion through being, um, you know, in a uh, concentration camp. And during the, one of the worst moments of his, of his treatment um, by, uh, you know, torment and torture he really had something come up for him which was the thought of his wife after he had and it and it 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 expanded within him so much so he 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 says that it was more luminous than the sun that was beginning to rise what came up in him as he thought of her in all the torment that he was going through and he said he grasped the meaning of the secret um that human um you know that's that it we we exist for love you know that whole concept that we've been talking about but um for his for the boundaries of his freedom to be so limited and for something so freeing you know to come to him in the midst of that but no he does have a a, a nice quote and i think it's it's really good because you think about what are the the ways we could kind of bring um for our own awareness knowing that we have this this um attraction to um to focusing on what we can't have rather than what we do have. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, he's talking about in our, our country, um, that freedom is in danger of degenerating into mere arbitrariness unless it is lived in terms of responsibleness, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, which we're talking about this, we're pulling on themes from love and responsibility, so it's right. about love. He says, that is why I recommend that the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast be supplemented by a Statue of Responsibility on the West Coast. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> yes. So there you go. I mean, like if we had that balancing out, because we have been a free country. I mean, From we were established to- as a free country. Yeah. And we found ourselves in bondage in many ways over the yeah. course of our history, especially in, uh, you know, um, some profound ways. Mm-hmm. Um in recent history and to have that kind of balancing out i think it's really that was a great quote yeah from sea to shining the statue sea. of responsibility on the west coast i think it's great yeah. i'd be curious to see the design of that statue wow <laughs> <What it looks laughs> like. do it. hey maybe we could get uh what was his name austin austin yeah, yeah maybe he he's an artist he could uh, put yeah. something together for us commission so, a statue. yeah he makes great sculptures yeah so i'm pretty yeah. good at that awesome so, commission him yeah well thanks for sharing so i think okay. as we kind of wrap up um uh, a song comes to mind Usually it's associated with uh, actually a funny instance or a scenario you see in commercials, but, you know, so I'll do anything for love. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's often, right, it's I'll do anything for love, ah, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 
But I think we maybe can think about it a little differently. Like I would do anything for love, but that which will be harmful for that whom I love, I won't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Is that a new song? No, that's an old song. Okay. Okay. Uh, Meatloaf from nineteen ninety three. Well, the so I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I won't do that. Okay. Okay. So and you're pulling it forward. I love it. A little different. Yeah, that's great. Uh, thank you for joining us as we have gone through this idea of freedom, but also boundaries for freedom and how we're called to love the people. Uh, we hope you join us next week. So thank you for joining us. Again, if you don't mind uh, leaving a review on any of the major sites for us. Uh, also, we want to kind of reach out to our listeners. Mm-hmm. If you have a topic or a question or a conversation, anything you want to share with us, uh, please email us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is handbookfh1 at gmail.com. So again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We're, we're excited. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we reference and discuss in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share, let us know. Please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. We're available on all major networks such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you have a minute, please leave a review. Honest, what you think. We definitely want to know. Share with your friends, family, anyone who is human that you think can benefit from these conversations. Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity, and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit desormofoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support.